0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Standing Room Only. Today's a special episode. Jay, I know I was talking with you about this last night, but it's actually been one year and one day since the start of the podcast, the episode one we taped with title Andrea. Uh, it's crazy, you know, looking back, it feels like a, we've been doing this for a lot longer than a year. I think we'd both agree to that. And, you know, we haven't put out the most content we ever had in the last couple months. But uh, what are your thoughts, Jay?
1: Yeah, it seems crazy that it has been a year only. It, it feels like it's been a few years we've been doing this. Um, it's been a ton of fun, though. So I know we, we've been lacking content lately, and I'll take the blame for that again. Um, I was battling the famous COVID. I beat the vid, barely. It, it really it put me down for a couple days, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. So glad to be back with you in the virtual studio.
0: Hey, glad you made it out the other side healthy. And yeah, no, I think, uh, well, hopefully our listeners would agree. We've probably improved a bit as podcast hosts over the last year. I know that first episode was rough and we basically had to write out a script of what we're going to say to Ty beforehand. So yeah, I think we've grown a bit since then, but um, nonetheless excited to be, you know, back with you guys a year later. I think uh, we've put out some fun episodes since then and we're excited to continue it. So Jay, what are your thoughts overall? You know, uh, let's just talk big picture. Have you been watching a lot of hockey lately? You know, have you been following the NHL at all? Or has it kind of been put on the back burner for you with COVID?
1: Uh, No, I've been watching some. Um, It's definitely been a weird kind of month and a bit of hockey just in my life. You know, trying to figure out junior hockey, what's happening there. Um, The NHL, there was, you know, they had to have some shutdowns for teams having um, outbreaks. So I think it's just been a... It's been a bit annoying for hockey people that we have to keep dealing with this uh, for two years now. Um, but yeah, still watching lots of hockey. Um, I've actually been watching the Leafs a lot more again lately, which has been nice. It's fun to watch Matthews when he's playing well. But um, yeah, how about you? You've been watching a lot out there. How about the Canucks?
0: Yeah, well, the Canucks The Canucks are on a heater lately, you know, bringing in good old Bruce Pedro the head coach, kind of like kickstarted the team. So it's been fun watching them. But I agree. It's so weird. It's like we're talking about this two years later. Can't even buy tickets to the games right now. Like there's nobody in the Canadian stadiums again. It's brutal. But on that note, I know we had a lot of content planned for the podcast that just got decimated by COVID. But what were your thoughts, Jay? You know, the World Juniors obviously lasted like, what, 48 hours before that got shut down. And then, of course, the big news probably a couple weeks ago came out, the Olympics. The NHL is not sending players this year. You know, what are your thoughts on, I guess, international hockey taking a halt again? And, um, you know, how disappointed are you as a hockey fan that we won't be able to witness that this year?
1: Yeah, the World Juniors was really disappointing. Um, You know, us Canadians love the World Juniors. It's kind of like a holiday tradition for us. Um, And I know they were talking about uh, when they canceled it, trying to redo it at the end of the year, like in May or something. So we'll see if they try and do a tournament of some sort because, I mean there's a lot of young guys who can not make or break a career off that tournament, but can make a name for themselves. Right. Um, and really get noticed at that tournament. So I think it's hurt them tremendously. Uh, and then for the Olympics, I'm really disappointed that the NHL is not going. Um, I was really looking forward to, you know, seeing McDavid and Crosby kind of playing on the same line or same team. Um, and, and we still might get to see them in the next one in four years, but I mean, Crosby is 34, right? So, um, This kind of would have been that perfect storm to see some of those younger Canadians get to play with some of those older, let's call them, Canadians now and and create kind of a superstar team. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be still really cool to see some young guys in the Olympics. Like, I know Owen Powers going for Canada, that young uh, Canadian defenseman. Um, I know Matty Beneers is going for the States. So, like, there's going to be some cool talent to see and some guys that wouldn't get the chance to play in the Olympics at this age. Um, are going to get to go so that will be nice but I think everyone's a little disappointed including the NHL players that um, the NHL is not going
0: yeah it's brutal I think there is so much hype about what each roster would look like especially Canada's because there's so many talented forwards I know we talked about it on I think last episode it's like who do they take how do you pick 12 guys in the NHL that are you know forwards that could play for the team I was a big proponent of bringing Hyman in uh, to play with McDavid, and unfortunately oh, no, no. we didn't who get was, to see who that was happen. was the
1: other guy? You said man Oh, man- yeah,
0: uh, Manchia Pani, or yeah. whatever his name is. He He's still lighting it up. Like, man, I don't know. I think uh, he's young enough he can make the next Olympics too, so it's unfortunate he won't be a multi-time Olympian. But we'll wait four years for that. And um, But, yeah, no, to your point, Jay, I think it's pretty disappointing. Like, you mentioned Sid. I saw another interview that Stamkos did where – he basically laid it out he's like yeah i'm not going to be playing in 4 years like i won't you know whether i'm playing hockey still in the nhl or i just like he basically said i'm not going to make the team in 4 years and you know for guys like them who's never played in the olympics but probably had a roster spot locked up it's it's pretty disappointing that we don't get that as hockey fans
1: yeah and that like they weren't in the last olympics either right so it's going to be no 12 years kind of gap of, of no NHL in the Olympics so yeah hopefully they'll be back there soon
0: yeah but uh, nonetheless we'll still probably watch this year's Olympics learn about some of the players there's some like a weird mix I know you mentioned like Owen Power and that young McTavish kid there's a couple 20 year olds on Canada and then we got like the Eric Stalls and I saw Ray Ferraro's sons on the team I didn't even know he had a son who played hockey so it's just like a weird mismatch of players but who knows? It'll be fun.
1: I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't bring Ray back for that
0: one. Oh, he probably tried out. He probably tried out for sure. I could see him. I could see him being like a third. He's a goalie, right?
1: No, he was a player. But as long as he wears that Cooper helmet that he used to wear, like, yeah, he'd make the team for sure.
0: I know. I think Canada missed a huge opportunity. They should have just brought back all the old boys to play. Like you can't tell me Joe Sakik doesn't have a little left in the tank, or some of these older guys that are you know working for the league now. Um, it would have been so funny to see.
1: Stevie Y. Did you see his, uh, it's a little off topic, but did you see his interview the other day?
0: No. Who's uh, was it
1: with? I don't know who it was with, but he was just talking about how he's smoking weed and stuff like that. It was pretty funny. but.
0: Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, he was grilling a player on, uh, you know, whether or not they smoked weed. Stevie Y still living in like the 70s or something while building the Red Wings out, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to be just like the Lightning. He's going to build championship there, I think.
0: So. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, but to uh, some current hockey talk, I think, well, we've missed a lot in the NHL when you put out episodes every month or so. The good thing is we have a lot to talk about, right? Uh, one of the biggest things right now, um, you know, kind of taking over the NHL is this whole Evander Kane saga. Like, we've touched on him before. I don't think, you know, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't have placed money that he'd play again, but all signs you right mean, now is we're recording were, this.
1: Sorry, you mean if you were Evander Kane, a betting man?
0: Oh yeah, if I was a no, Vander Kane definitely placed money on him playing again. That man's uh, that that man's not stupid with regards to uh, what he's betting on. But um, yeah, he's looks like he's gonna sign with the Oilers. Uh, let's start there, Jay. What do you think of the Oilers' decision to bring him in? Do you think like it's the right decision, or are they kind of in desperation mode with all the shit going on there?
1: Oh, I think they're definitely in desperation mode. But that might lead to this being the right decision for them, right? Like, he is a very good player, and he brings that edge to a team that, you know, very few guys can bring. Um, But with that comes a lot of that, you know, off-the-ice theatrics, if you want, um, where you're going to have to deal with. So I think, you know, Edmonton, I think, doing their due diligence of checking to make sure, you know, would he be a good fit with us? I think that's all good, and, and I think he would be a great fit there. Um, you know, good skating winger. Put him on a line with either McDavid or Drysaitl, and that makes your top six forwards a lot better. So I, I think it would be a good fit in Edmonton. But you know, I just don't know if it's going to be the answer to their struggles. Um, I think we've talked about it for years. Their struggles come really from the back end, um, and I still think that's their biggest problem. So I don't know if adding Evander Kane is going to fix that. But I mean, he is a very, very good player still. So I think it wouldn't hurt.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, it's no secret the Oilers look pretty garbage right now. I think they're on a pretty bad losing streak. They've won a couple of their last, you know, two or three games. So they seem to be maybe turning it around, but it's kind of what we touched on. Like, you know, I know we talked about this earlier and like McDavid and Dreisaitl are obviously incredible players, but you can't really be reliant on those two, especially when your defense and goaltending is like have massive holes Because when those two guys are off, that's when, like, these skids get pretty nasty, which I think they're going through right now. And you could see, like, they're frustrated. And I don't think any player really plays well when they're frustrated. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, like, I think there is a little bit of an overreaction with them, like, saying, oh, like, the team's brutal. Like, they're still a very good hockey team. They still have two of the better players in the world, the best player in the world. Um, so I think, yeah, it's only a matter of time before they turn it back around. But they have fallen pretty far. I think they're. I'm just looking at it here. They're sixth in their division now, which I think last time we were talking they were at the top of the division or or second, I think.
0: Yeah, you had them. I'm pretty sure in your finals prediction. So you better hope this. You better hope this <laughs> Evander Kane thing works out for you, man.
1: Okay, but let's let's just look for a second at the Pacific Division. Like, you tell me, you would have thought Anaheim and L.A. would be two and three in that division.
0: I know. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, But, well, Anaheim. I know I was on the record saying L.A. was going to be in for an awful year. Like, I'm not a fan. And I think, to my dismay, because I've been wrong multiple times, I (laughs) have tended to fade teams where their stars are getting older, a.k.a. Pittsburgh and L.A., and that's kind of backfired on me. But, like, Anaheim. Who the hell do they have? You know, like, obviously, Zegers came in and was incredible, but they seem to be just a group of, like, young up-and-comers that finally gelled together. Do you think this is, like, a one-off thing this year? Like, are they going to make the playoffs? We're halfway through the season, or or what's going to happen?
1: No, I think, like, they have a very good young future. They actually remind me a little bit of the Leafs, like, four years ago, um, where they have, like, some young stars coming into the league. They just probably don't have the depth or the defense to really be a contender yet um, but they do have probably one of the most stable and steady goalies for the last five years and john gibson right um he's only 28 too so they're they're shaping up to be a pretty good team for the next few years and guys like zegras and troy terry are there and drysdale like they, they have some really good young players they also have mctavish right
0: yeah they do and uh Sonny milano is pretty good i wonder what gets thinks in the room like the man's like twice the age of everyone he plays with in the forward group. He, <laughs> he either must hate his life or kind of... Maybe it keeps him young, kind of like Marlowe and Toronto for a bit there.
1: Yeah, I think it probably keeps him young. And I think he would be the type of guy that would feed off that. Like Joe Thornton with like the young Leaf guys, he would probably be right in there. Yeah. Up with them, so.
0: No, for sure. And speaking of uh, Segris, like one thing I've noticed this year is like some of these rookies have been incredible. Have you been able to... I guess like the three that stick out are obviously him and then those two kids on Detroit, Raymond and Sider. I think coming into the year, this draft class was kind of seen maybe as a bust, but it's looking like there's going to be some gems from it. Like, have you been able to watch these guys? And who would you give the uh, rookie of the year to if you had to decide right now?
1: Yeah, I've actually been. I I mean, I've seen Zegris do his you know flip over the net. and I think actually yesterday he had another Michigan where he like he got the Michigan out,
0: right? last night. Yeah, in front so, of no one, though. It was in Montreal. <laughs> yeah,
1: So, I mean, like, it's definitely fun to see him do that. I I think it's a little unnecessary at times, some of the stuff he does. But, I mean, he's a very skilled player. The guys in Detroit really impressed me. Like, Raymond and Cider, I think those two are going to be very, very good hockey players. More specifically, is Sider, I think he should be the Calder this year. Um, he's just, like, if you watch them play, like, he's a man already. And he's just, he's the most dominant defenseman on that team by far and he's what 20 21 years old so he is going to be very good for a very long time and yeah that detroit team is going to be exciting to watch they have a lot of young talent there
0: for sure stevie wise doing his thing like uh he did it in tampa too. start in the d and then you know build out the forward group after and i think they're doing that they got that cider kid they drafted I forget his name, but he went like six. Edvinson? Yeah, he's just massive. Yeah, I don't know if you've Oval. ever seen his highlights. The guy's like six foot five, Swedish D-man. He looks like a mini Victor Hedman out there. So Stevie Y knows the type he likes and, and how he wants to build out the team, and that's clearly from the blue line out.
1: Yeah, that Edvinson, they actually compare him to Hedman. So it's it's funny because, I mean, Stevie Y, I think, drafted Hedman too. So uh, he would yeah. know better than anybody kind of what to look for. So
0: Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, I think we're about halfway through the season now. I guess we could label this episode as like our mid-season episode. We'll come back to you guys in the playoffs in a few months. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Jay, uh, let's go through each conference. Who, in your opinion, is kind of like, I guess, the leader in the house to probably be the favorite to make the Stanley Cup finals in the East and the West?
1: Yeah, I mean, the East, like Florida, looks really good. We've talked about them a few times this year, but... Uh, the stretch they've been on the last month has been ridiculous like I don't know if you've seen the scores of their games but I have Huberto and Fantasy and it's very nice because they're winning like 8-1, 8-3, 7-2 like every game they're just scoring so many goals so I think offensively they are probably the best team like top to bottom they have so much depth they get a lot of scoring from you know even guys like that we've had on our podcast Marchman and Tippett like kind of their depth pieces who get you know some pretty good production from them so i think they're going to be a hard team to beat um just because they're going to throw four solid lines at you their d are getting better ekblad's pretty good their goalie's pretty strong they're, they're putting together a good year for sure um but one team and i think you're going to hate it that i think they really need to watch out for is pittsburgh um
0: oh my god
1: man like they're, they're back second in their division they had a rough start they got Malcolm back they got crosby they got letang like they're they're shaping up to kind of go for a little run here and i'm excited for i'm about it so i i'm cheering for them to come out of the east i think if it's not toronto obviously
0: okay i have one question for you on the pittsburgh front then we'll move on but do you remember tristan jari in the playoffs last year and how brutal he was do you think he'll be Mm -hmm. any better this year or it'll be the same thing they're gonna lose this is pittsburgh's thing in the playoffs they're either winning the cup or they're in these stupid first round matchups where they was like six five, seven four, like these wild games.
1: Yeah, I think there definitely is some question marks around Jari and their their defense, but I think he's gonna learn from last year and I think he's gonna show up. I think I think this is a big year for Pittsburgh. I think, you know, Sid and Malkin, like, they realize they're getting older and there's not gonna be many, many more chances at a cup. So I think I think they're gonna be hungry for it and it, they've been pretty impressive over the last, you know, couple months too. They've really Climb that the rankings, and yeah, I think they're they're going in the right direction heading into playoffs. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I don't think much has changed this year, like in terms of the top teams. I don't think anyone would argue it's probably like Colorado, Vegas, Carolina, Florida, Tampa, like that kind of group of players, uh, group of teams. Sorry, but Jay, let me give you some teams that are kind of I don't want to say middle of the pack, but they look like they're all going to be headed to playoffs. What are your thoughts? Do you think they actually have a legitimate chance to make a run or they're just going to be kind of filler teams this year? So we'll start in the East and we'll go with Boston. Boston's always this weird hit or miss team. We obviously know their stars are kind of like who carry them and they're not afraid to make some moves at the deadline to kind of like bolster the roster. But what do you think of that team this year?
1: Yeah, I think, well, the big thing that stands out is they just got Rask back, their goalie. So I think that's going to be a big boost for them. He's obviously been one of the better goalies um, year in and year out over the last five years. And and they're just a team that I think, you know, if once they make playoffs, like they're just hard to play against. So they could win any series, you know, if that pasternak uh, Marchand, bergeron line really gets going. I think they could win multiple series on just that line. But I don't think I'm as... I, I was pretty optimistic at the beginning of the year that they were going to be a very, very strong team. And I just don't see that as much anymore. Um, I think they have some holes on defense. You know, some of those guys that they brought in to fill depth roles up front, um, I don't think they've turned into exactly what they thought they would or what I thought they were going to turn into. So uh, I think they're still going to be obviously a hard team to play in the playoffs. They're going to make playoffs, I would think. You know, I think out of that division, that the Panthers, Lightning, Leafs, and Boston are kind of going to lock up four playoff spots. Yeah, so... They'll make playoffs. That arena is really hard to play in for any visiting team. So I think they could go far. They're going to be the same Boston team that they've been for the last five, five, seven years where it's just, yeah, they're going to, they could probably contend for the cup,
0: but. For sure. Yeah. Another team, this team I go back and forth on all year. We've touched on them a bit, but it's the Rangers. What do you even think of them? Like to me, they're either a team that is going to make the playoffs and go and lose like four, nothing or four, one in the series, or. They could make a run you know like you think about their core they got Panarin Zibanejad Kreider's having an incredible year uh, Adam Fox and then that Chester goalie has been kind of having like another mini breakout where he's probably gonna at least in my eyes he looks like a top five or top seven goalie in the league this year so what are your thoughts on the Rangers Jay you think they could uh you know be a legit contender this year
1: uh, I, I think they're still a couple years away from being a contender, like a legit one, but they they have so much talent on their team. Like, top-end talent is crazy. They kind of remind me of Edmonton, you know, for the last few years too, where it's like you kind of look at their roster and just like, okay, first overall pick, first overall. You know what I mean? It's just so much talent, but maybe just not the structure or the, I don't know, the defense to go with it that, that you need to win. Um, because they do have very good defensemen, like Fox is unbelievable but like some of the young offensive defensemen we've talked about like Quinn Hughes like they don't really play defense too much so teams especially when it comes to playoffs that that comes back to bite you right so yeah I, I think there's still a couple of years maybe a couple of big defenseman pieces away from still being a contender contender but I do like you know their talent the direction and, and that young goalie that you mentioned Chester and he's I think he's going to be a stud so
0: yeah, and you know what? The funny thing about the Rangers is I don't want to use the B word too early, uh, the bust word, but like Lafreniere and Kako, who went, what, second overall one year and then first the next, they don't look that great, but they've still managed to like fill out this roster around them and they're on track to make the playoffs. But headed to the West, a couple teams I want to talk about. This one's boring. I, I don't think I've ever watched a Nashville game this year, and I don't really want to, but... They're firmly in the playoffs again. They've made the playoffs the last few years. Matt Duchesne is having a nice little year. They got Ryan Johansson. Roman Yossi is obviously one of the better players or better defensemen in the league. Sorry. What do you think here? Like, I feel like the West is wide open. You know, you got Colorado in a tier probably by themselves. Then a bunch of fluff after that. So do you think Nashville can make a run?
1: Yeah, I mean, Nashville's playing with like a chip on their shoulder. It looks like this year. They're really really playing good hockey um they've kind of been a team in the last couple years where we're like oh they're you know they're gonna take a step back um but I think they have a lot of guys there that are just you know they're a little underrated like guys like Duchesne right where he's still such a good player but he just doesn't really get that rep anymore um so yeah I think I think they're gonna make playoffs you look at that that division and there's some teams that really surprised me like I thought Winnipeg was gonna be really good this year they've really fall off. So my my Western Canada predictions of Edmonton and Winnipeg not doing so well.
0: Yeah, what happened there? But uh
1: no, I mean and then there's other teams in that division too like the Wild, who I think is a pretty good team that's going to climb the second half I I think before playoffs. They've got some good talent. The good top to top to bottom team. So I think that division, you know, like you said Colorado's going to be kind of in their own league and they're going to finish first. I think they're just too good of a team not to. Um, but I think that you're gonna see some of those middle of the pack teams really fighting for that those last couple spots there
0: yeah and that's just like I don't know it feels like the year where we're gonna get the Montreal coming out of the west where it's just gonna be one of these teams that the Nashvilles or the Minnesotas that we just had no idea coming and they catch fire at the right time in the playoffs and you know kind of make a run to the finals like I feel like every other year that seems to happen and the East is so loaded, you wouldn't really be shocked if like any of the top four or five teams made it, but the West, if Colorado somehow doesn't win, which they haven't really proven in the playoffs, like who knows who you would, I guess, put as the odds-on favorite after that, but Jay, I think we should get to our fantasy corner. It's been a while. Talk to me about how's fantasy going for you, are you following it, are you doing well in any leagues, and who's, uh, who's a player, either on your team or not, that has been catching your eye lately
1: yeah so i'm uh, i'm in two leagues this year i think i've mentioned um one's a full keeper like dynasty keeper you keep everybody we have draft picks it's been going on for like almost 10 years it's, it's been crazy um my team's been rebuilding the last couple of years but i'm actually in a playoff spot right now surprisingly so yeah like i got young guys and some good young players and it's just yeah no i don't think anyone expected me to be back in the playoff on this soon so i won it twice in a row a couple of like three and four years ago I think it was now so um, it's good to be back in that playoff hunt and one guy from that my team that, that's that been really good for me this year and he was way under the radar to start the year um, is Adrian Kempe from Los Angeles which a lot of people listening to this might not even know who that is but he's a pretty he's like a 23 or 24 year old from LA um, he kind of reminds me of Brad Marchand a little bit like he's kind of like a little pest out there he's a very fast skater um, really good goal scorer and gets a ton of shots so uh he's been a stud for me in fantasy lately he gets a ton of game-winning goals which i know a ton of people hate game-winning goals but we have it in ours and um it's always nice when a guy gets a few of those so
0: yeah i, I don't really know who he is so uh kudos to you for funding him on the waivers and, and bringing him on the roster so
1: actually in that dynasty when i drafted him like six years ago and he's finally coming to to fruition um so that's how how young are these
0: guys when you draft them like 12 years old? <laughs> no, we drafted him like coming into the league at 18. Jesus. Are you watching like film from the European minor leagues to know who to pick or or is this like after they're in the NHL draft?
1: Well, no, I actually watched him. He played for Sweden in the World Juniors. And that's where I noticed. I was like he kind of plays like Marshawn. like he's a pest, like he's all over the place. So I drafted him that year and he really hasn't turned into anything until the last year and then this year more so. He's actually like, I think he's ranked like 60th in fantasy right now in mind, so.
0: Yeah, I think he's on, I just looked it up, I think he's on the first line in the power play, so it's a nice little hidden gem there. I'll go with my stud um, as Sam Bennett, the guy is a goal scoring machine this year, I think uh, Florida in general, like, there's been so many 6-1, 7-4 type games that they have, so if you stacked Florida at the start of the year, you're looking good in fantasy, I can guarantee you that, and I know we talked about that before recording, Jay, it's like they're that one team that was probably like the Colorado or, or Toronto last year, where if you just had a bunch of players and they're like top nine forwards, top 4D, you're looking great, um, but who do you have as your dud? I, I see it on the list here, and I, I tend to agree with you on this one.
1: Yeah, well, we I just mentioned them and how disappointing I've been with their team, but Uh, that's Mark Scheifele from Winnipeg. It's just, I mean, if anyone's in fantasy, you'll know he's not having the year that Mark Scheifele would tend to have.
0: So I, I don't think I need to say much more than that. He's been quite a dud this year. Do you think he would be better off somewhere else? Like, talk about a guy who's just been playing for the same team to where he's drafted for like eight, nine years now. Like, Do you think you'd ever see him in a trade?
1: Yeah, I mean, after this year especially you might see now. I would have thought no before like I thought he was kind of going to become their next captain after Wheeler and and he was going to always be there but that's interesting I haven't really thought about that or where he would go but that'd be a huge trade if Mark Shifley got dealt.
0: I know it's funny because for the longest time it was like Wheeler and Shifley were their core guys and now it's kind of the youth is coming in who do they have Dubois, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers like I feel like Shifley could be dispensable if they wanted to, but I don't know. I like him as a player, so I'd like to see him out of Winnipeg because, honestly, I don't think many people are watching many other games right now. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with my dud, another team that's kind of let me down this year. It's the Islanders, and, you know, take your pick of forwards that have really underperformed. I picked Matt Barzell. You know, Jay, you mentioned this, and I, I was reluctant to listen, but... The Islanders are such a defensive team and they're really coached to win like 2-1, 3-1 games. I thought that's not the case and they're going to score a bunch of goals cuz they're talented, but it turns out that yeah, it's pretty frustrating having them in fantasy or even watching them in general because like they've underperformed all year and you know they're always in kind of these like a low-scoring, boring type contests, but nonetheless uh no need for Islanders talk. I don't think they're going to make anywhere near the playoffs this year but
1: jay i have some believe sorry i think we both had them go into the final four again
0: yeah i had them in the finals but you had edmonton so we're, we're both off there you know i think at this point all our listeners know you're you're not here for the uh the expert insider advice but hey you, at least you like the takes um speaking of takes though jay i have some believe it or nots. so we got i have four for you uh unfortunately the first two are both pittsburgh related I hate talking about the Penguins, but um, all right. First, believe it or not, uh, the Pittsburgh line, Crosby, Brian and Jake Gensel has quietly been the best offensive line in the NHL this year. I know that they haven't really played that many games together, but they have for the last, I want to say like 15, 20 games, all healthy. And they're both, they're, all three of them are having, you know, low-key career years offensively. Have you been able to watch a lot of the Penguins, and uh, what do you think? Uh, well, would you put that line up there with, like, one of the league's elite?
1: Yeah, well, I would, and that's simply because I'd put any line that Sidney Crosby's on up amongst the elite lines in the NHL. He is just so good. He's, you know, he's one of those players like McDavid, like McKinnon, where you can really put them with anybody, and instantly that line, you know, instantly those wingers become good. Um, We've talked about it for years with Patrick Hornfist played with Crosby on his wing. Who was the other one, I think, that played for the Olympics? Kunitz? Was it Chris Kunitz?
0: Yeah, Chris Kunitz for the longest time. What happened to him? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, he played in the Olympics and probably just said, I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. Um, But both of them, like, they kind of made a career off playing with Crosby. So I think, I mean, I think Gunzel is, he's a pretty skilled player, actually. Like, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he actually is. But, you know, putting putting two hard-working guys with Crosby, I think that is going to make a very successful line. So, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with it on this one.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think uh, we talked about this last episode a bit, too. Like, we had the debate about whose game will age better between Sid's and Ovi's. And I think we're in consensus saying Ovi's game would. But, honestly, I think when you can see the ice and pass like Crosby can, that man can pl- That He'll be playing until he wants to call it quits. So... I think it's always a good debate, but it might just end up that the correct answer is they're both going to play, maybe to their early 40s, so that would be awesome to see. But my second believe it or not here, Jay, Pittsburgh-related, Toronto-related, everything-related, but believe it or not, Phil the Thrill Castle is probably one of the hottest talks in free agency right now. He plays for the lowly Arizona Coyotes. You know he doesn't want to be there. And I could see Pittsburgh making a trade for him to kind of give them another offensive piece, maybe to play with Malkin on the second line. What are your thoughts, believe it or not?
1: Yeah, so I was actually watching Arizona like a f- couple weeks ago. and.
0: Jeez, you must have been bored.
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I think, and I hope people aren't listening to this, but I think it was a day game, and I think I maybe had it on during work. But I was just laughing because Phil Kessel, like, he was just kind of floating around out there. But he was still like getting so many chances and creating stuff. So like, he still is a very good player. I think he just it's just his style is so funny right like how he's just he's kind of out of shape and floats around and you know it's kind of chubby and whatever but going to your point on Pittsburgh I mean he was there at one point and and scored a ton of goals for them so I could 100% see him going back there for like one last playoff push or one last cup run with with Pittsburgh because he is still one of the best probably shots in the league so put him on a line with Melkin and and it's only going to boost that line so I, I'll believe that one too. You're two for two so far.
0: Yeah, talk about nostalgia if he goes back. I love to fill the thrill in Pittsburgh, so yeah, he's still got a little juice left in him. I don't know how, um, but he he's just one of those guys who's a pure goal scorer, can probably do that throughout his whole career, but yeah, I'm shocked. I'm two for two. Yeah, yeah. just so
1: much talent for him, but like just not the work ethic at all.
0: No, he's slamming hot dogs and beers in the off season. that's for sure, but All right, number three, I can't believe I'm two for two. This is shocking, but uh, I don't think I'll ever get this hit rate again. This one I have. um, It's kind of Leafs related, but also, you know, what we've touched on throughout the pod. Only one Canadian team will make the playoffs this year, and no one will make the second round. I think uh, this was probably a lot more shocking of a take if I said this a few weeks ago. You know, you think about Montreal making it last year. And we would all assume Edmonton or Calgary or maybe even the Canucks would, you know, piece it together and make a playoff spot. But right now, Toronto's the only team that seems to be a lock for the playoffs. And, you know, my hot take is none of the other ones make it. What do you think? Believe it or not.
1: No, I'm out on this one. You lost me on the third one. I I think you're close, but I think two teams are going to make two Canadian teams are going to make it. I think the Leafs will make it and then I think one of Edmonton or Calgary will sneak in to that eighth spot for in the West.
0: Okay, well, well let, me change the, let me change it then. No Canadian team will make the second round of the playoffs.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say, is I was going to also not believe you there because I think this is the year the Leafs do it.
0: All right, we'll agree to disagree on that one, but uh, I think it'll be close. I could see the Leafs in another Game 7 round one, but... uh
1: Who would the Leafs be playing right now in the playoffs if it started? Tampa. Would it be? I think.
0: Yeah, because if you look at the East... Right? It's 2-3 versus three in the Atlantic will play, and 2-3 in the Metropolitan. So, I don't think the Leafs are going to beat Florida in terms of points. Like, they're not even close, to be honest. And then you're going to play the two teams, so you'd be playing Tampa without home ice advantage.
1: Okay, yeah, it might be a little bit more believable now <laughs> that you
0: break it down like that. I could see you backtracking a bit there. Yeah, I think Tampa
1: would be tough to beat. But...
0: I know. Well, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully things shake out in our favor, but... Honestly, probably what would be the best-case scenario is if somehow we ended up being a wild card and maybe got Florida or Carolina in the first round, but I don't even know if that's much better. So, Leafs Nation, yeah, this could be another rough year. All right, last one, Jay. It's on, uh, it's on the Panthers. We've given them a lot of coverage, but I think it's well-deserved. I don't know if you've seen many other games, but my hot take is... I want to say top three, but I'm not going to. I'll say Alex Barkov is a top five player in the NHL. He looks so good, and I don't know why I haven't really seen him play before, but the guy looks like he's built like a Mack truck. He scores a million short-handed goals, which I think is weird, but um, you know, he's also kind of like the leader of the power play, great in five-on-five, five, and also pretty good defensively. So I say overall top five player in the league if you were to... You know, do a full redraft of the NHL right now. He'd go top five. What are your thoughts?
1: I think I'm gonna agree with it. I think he'd be a top five all around player in my mind, and I agree he's very underrated. Like he's kind of does this all very quietly. Um, I'm just trying to think of who, because it's tough. It's easy to say, okay, I yeah, just put him in the top five, but I'm trying to think of who that top five would be. Like
0: McDavid. Hey, I'll give you three names. I'll give you three names. Tell me if you would take Barkov over. Any of these three, if you're building a team, Matthews, Kale Makar, or Kucherov?
1: I would take him over, who I don't know, Kale McCarr is pretty good. I've been watching some of him lately. He's just so good at skating and everything. But I would probably take him over Kucherov, to be honest. If I was building a team, I'd rather build a team around Barkov rather than Kucherov. But the other two, I'd maybe... Actually, no, I'd take Barkov over Makar. Matthews, no. I love Matthews. I love Ston.
0: Yeah, I don't know yeah, I do too. That's a tough one. I'm leaning towards Barkov over Matthews, but I think I'd regret that. But what about Dreisidal? I'd rather oh that's tough.
1: They're kinda similar players, I think, Dry and Barkov, both beasts. I like Barkov. I think he I don't know, actually, it's tough you're making me think here i don't like
0: i think yeah okay so you believe me he's top five i think i think uh, we got to the bottom of that but (laughs) i think
1: overall i think like you worded it overall he is top five forwards
0: yeah top five players but yeah no i agree i agree that's all i got for you jay and i think uh that's probably a good place to end the episode you know we're already at 40 minutes here but any last thoughts or closing thoughts before uh we wrap things up here
1: no it was fun again sorry to everybody for uh kind of pushing this off I'll, I'll take all the blame for it um i've been battling kind of congested throat and phlegm and stuff for the last two weeks so i know it's good to be back doing this and hopefully it won't be another you know month before the next episode
0: hey it makes it fun we just you know we can just pick and choose of all the headlines to talk about instead of uh last year we were doing weekly stuff and i think we're just talking about the least for you know half the episode every week so
1: no, I think, yeah, I like this. It's good. It's it's good to have some stuff to talk about. And uh, the time flies. Like, it didn't even feel like, what is this, 40 minutes we're almost on? It doesn't feel like that at all. So.
0: Awesome. All right. And that's a wrap on the episode. As always, give us a like, maybe share us on social media. We haven't been that active, but, uh, you know, we'd like uh, your support, whether it's, you know, through a like or share or a review on a Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So make sure to do that if you have some free time. And we'll see you next time.